You shouldn't have come back, Flynn. Nobody calls me Flynn, man. I'm like the dude, so that's what you call me. That or uh, his dudeness or a duder or El Duderino, if you know that whole brevity thing. Sit right there. Relax. Thanks, man. I think your table really, uh, really ties the room together. Do you like sex, Mr. Flynn? Uh, uh, I'm here about my memory, man. Sex. Coitus. The physical act of love. Talking about my memory evidence, man? I'm 900 to 1200 times more efficient than any human. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Mr. Flynn, you've enjoyed all the power I've given you. I wonder how you take to working as a pocket calculator. This... This will not stand, you know. This aggression, it will not stand, man. I've got a little challenge for you, Flynn. And you recruit. He's a tough case. But I want him treated in the usual manner. Train him for the games, let him hope for a while, then blow him away. End of line, man. End of line. I was surprised by this movie. In many ways. I to say, I was regretting my decision. I think this would be something I'd show to my kids. Oh, that's good to hear. I think it's about a father's love for his child. Oh, absolutely, yes. And uh, a complete stranger's love for that man's child. They wore really <laughs> ugly outfits. <laughs> Puke yellow, prom night, pale blue, you know. I, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. where to start Definitely with this film. Definitely not a movie I would consider watching unless you tell me to. Well, hey, man, I'm the dude. And I'm the dude, man. And this, this is, is the, the mug, mug man. man. In this podcast, one of us suggests a beloved movie for the other to watch, and then we talk about it. What made us laugh? What made us cry? And whether or not it explains our addiction to video games. Badly addicted to video games. It's not funny, <laughs> but it's very, very true. Uh, it would be good if it was funny. <laughs> it, it is sadly true. <laughs> not so much anymore, fortunately, though. So, um, yeah, so what movie are we talking about if people hadn't already guessed and it is not the big lebowski <laughs> it's one of yours it's tron from 1982 also known as Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Binary. I hope I got that right. I probably got a one or a zero in there that I didn't need to. Uh, I just had the Tron abides. <laughs> I like that one actually. Uh, yeah, Tron abides. Yeah. So, the synopsis for this film, a computer hacker is abducted into the digital world and forced to participate in gladiatorial games where his only chance of escape is with the help of a heroic security program. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's very true, and it is completely how I do not see this movie. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, eh? Yeah, like, I mean, the idea of hackers as we know it now, you know, it's Jeff Bridges playing a hacker. It's not quite the same as hackers are played now and the whole gladiatorial thing they're all in you know hockey gear so it's kind of hard to see this gladiatorial. And those tights, man, the tights. yeah man so tight so tight <laughs> 
But a bit of background about this film. Yeah. Uh, it was Steven Lisberger, the director and writer, and it was his first feature film. Um, and at this time, it was 1982, so there were no PCs at this time. <laughs> this yeah. was like, and he was aware of this, and he said people genuinely feared computers, and they only existed as mainframes. Um, so it was really sort of a future thinking. Yeah. Did um, computers talk to each other? That's what I just don't understand. Or I think in universities there was, uh, they had invented HTTP. I'm not even sure right. about that yeah. actually. Maybe you're not. Yeah. I should have, I should have thought to, to ask that question Research earlier. That. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I've, well, I, I must admit it kept popping into my head, but I didn't do the proper research to find out yeah. the history of it because there's so much interaction between different programs in this in this movie, yeah. all I could think about was internet, 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 internet. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I wonder. And even like in, I was watching some research, just like in, there was a big resurgence with Tron Legacy when that came out. And um, Olivia Wilde, who acts in that film, she was saying it's predicting a future because, you know, memory, bit, program, they're all terms that are second nature now, but they were new back mm. then and sort of he was forging this this path. That is true. You don't often think and it's kind of hard to know how mainstream certain things are when you do have a bit of an IT background, which we both do. Um, mm. But yeah, those terms are pretty familiar now. But uh, back then, they would have been, I guess, in jokes, really. Yeah. Well, like, I think the actors, they were saying them, but not even understanding, really, what yeah. the terms well, meant. Well, I certainly didn't as a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the biggest thing, obviously, with this film is its look. And that was largely due to Sid Mead, who is the conceptual artist of Blade Runner and... He's this futurist sort of consultant. He did some work on Star Trek, the motion picture as well. But he's got this crazy vision, you know. It's just incredible, this digital world. Yeah, I've seen, I did see some of the concept art for it and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And there's a couple of different things um, I didn't realize in researching that every frame had to be hand tinted frame by frame. And it was shot in black and white too. The, yeah, all of the that's so digital crazy. stuff. Obviously not the real mm. world stuff, but the digital realm was all shot black and white yeah. and they had to hand tint and paint all of that stuff. It's mind blowing. Hey, because when you think about it, you just think that it's, <laughs> you take it for granted that it's like CGI, but no, it was hand painted. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it was a blend of, of the two, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So those really were hockey pants. So <laughs> <laughs> Costume design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually think that they originally were going to try to go for a full animation in the world of Tron, uh, not actual actors. Oh, um, I see. I think, uh, but yeah, that didn't. That's not how it all panned out in the end, thankfully. Yeah. But um, did you did, like one of the things for me was the that I found interesting was about the composer. I don't know if you looked into this much. Yeah, Wendy Carlos. And yeah, she only did three movies. Clockwork Orange and The Shining, yeah, is that right? Yeah, that's it. Um, and such really interesting music <laughs> yeah. too. I, I must admit, I, I don't know too much about A Clockwork Orange and its music. But there was a lot of uh, sort of synthy type sounds to even The Shining had this blend of certain sounds that were very... I guess electronic, like the booming yeah. uh, bass sounds at the beginning of The Shining. 
Um, but then there's also a lot of very creepy composition of um, orchestral music. Yeah, it is very, yeah, there's a big mix in this score particularly. And she did the sound design as well, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, did you like it? I would say that I did and I didn't. Yeah. Um, some of it was just like when the action scenes pick up their game and you got the synth music adding that level of tension, it's not so much tension as it is anxiety provoking for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It does really get you sort of emo- draws an emotion out, but not in your classical score sense. I yeah, think. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah, it, it's it's more of. I guess it's more of a almost a primal type emotion that it draws out. You know, like mm. if, it's probably not the right word, but just that idea that uh, like I, I don't actually enjoy listening to it. If that. Yeah. Like there's some of it that actually is really quite iconic in the sound like the beginning of the film and yeah and and some of the some of the nice sort of more thematic tunes um i don't mind uh but then when it gets to sort of the action music or stuff like that that's when i find it not very i don't really like it that much yeah what about you oh well i did have some notes later on i think in those same parts um the action scenes in particular where it just doesn't (laughs) gel right because i don't know Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that later. But yeah, yeah. No I guess worries. I also was a bit uh, tainted by Tron Legacy, which had Daft Punk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> writing the score. And, and you, you watched Tron Legacy. Was that after you watched Tron or before? Oh no, yeah, it was after. But um, yeah, because there's so like it's Daft Punk. It's so good, man. <laughs> it's so good. It's just the best score. I love that score. It is man. an awesome score. Oh yeah, god, it's crazy awesome. Yeah, but we're not talking about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've got it. We're like, you know, not not like I actually do want to talk about Tron more than I do Tron Legacy. Yeah, but when you talk about the music, the uh, the music in Daft Punk, the yeah. Daft Punk music is just awesome. Yeah. And with the the animation in this, it was like, I didn't even realize, like oh, when I was researching, it was so basic what they had to deal with. There's a quote actually that, from one of the animators saying that um, they could only see one wireframe at a time, like one still, and they hand typed all the XYZ coordinates of the light cycles, you know, the pitch, your and roll. Oh, wow. And it was just numbers. <laughs> and they had to create something like... A Disney animation with you know personality and drama and you know with just numbers. Yeah. And the first time they saw it was on seventy mil on the big screen, <laughs> on the sound stage, and it was just incredible when you think about it. And it was it wasn't nominated for an Academy Award because they no. thought using computers was cheating. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's, Such different times. Yeah, I know. Well, there was a lot of um, negativity from the animation that the artists at Disney towards this film because, you know, yeah. it was putting, their, I guess, what, you know, their, their industry, uh, a challenge to their industry, you know, is uh, yeah. the future might be an animation and they don't want that to happen and a lot of complaints and it's and in a way they were right. Yeah. Uh, but then again, they still have a lot of artists, I believe. Well, I do believe that John Lasseter was involved with one of the animators of this and he's went on to like run Pixar and right. make a massive, you know, 
fortune from Pixar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. There's a different kind of animation. It's sort of. Yeah, I, I must admit that when I was when I was growing up from my little tykehood, that you know I, I wasn't a big fan of a lot of the digital animation that came out. I found. I found it more fake than like you know the last Starfighter. If if I was to compare the last Starfighter to Star Wars, yeah. I would find Star Wars a lot more timeless, even with yeah. the, the problems in it, than the last Starfighter. That that's very different now because we are embedding animation into live action as live action, mm. uh, which is very different. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the same thing that they were doing in the last Starfighter, but it just is so obvious a difference now. Yeah, yeah, and it actually reminded me of Tron Legacy because the Clue character was completely CGI in that. It wasn't even Jeff Bridges. Sorry? It's just the robot. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's the Clue. younger version of him and it looks really sort of odd because it's 2011 or something. And Yeah. Well, I heard, I guess, differing opinions about the, the animation with relation to Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. I heard that it was deliberately more animation Mm. Um, that you were supposed to notice. I see. That's what I heard. Whether okay. that's whether that was just someone making up for the fact that it didn't act, that you could quite obviously tell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you know what? But, um, I never actually connected the dots between Clue in that film and Clue in this film. Oh yeah, me neither. Absolutely, because there's actually very little I remember about yeah. this Because <laughs> yeah. I only watched it in the eighties, and haven't revisited it for a long time. Hmm. But um, yeah. So nineteen eighty two in movies, there was E. T. Which won best visual effects. And you had the Wrath of Khan and the thing. I didn't know and... none of those two movies. Funnily enough. And you know what? Uh, <laughs> We've actually talked about this year before, so... Oh, yeah, Poltergeist. I had that. Oh, that's and, right. That was the other one. And Blade Runner also mm. was this year. But Gandhi got Best Picture and Tootsie and 48 Hours killed it. And E.T. obviously killed it at the box office So, was year. Tootsie the one that won uh, Best... Um... Supporting Actress, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> And, uh, and, um, well, I was going to say the best digital effects. Oh, Sorry. okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but this film, we can't talk about this film without talking about Mr. Jeff Bridges. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm such a fan, man. I am such a fan. Yeah. As you, <laughs> as people may have guessed, um, if they haven't watched the big Lebowski, they're missing out. And they'll also miss out on all the references. Yes. Because it's about the dude. And this is like the first taste of the dude in its infancy. <laughs> Just like there will be more. <laughs> there will be more visitations. Um, but yeah, I watched some interviews with him. He's so good with names and people he's worked with, directors, actors. And he just remembers them and how they are. He's like an observer. So it's what really makes him such a great presence, I think. Um, and he was going through all of his films, like when he first started The Last Picture Show, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with uh, Clint Eastwood. And there's this director, Michael Cimino, and he's given him some advice that I think really defines Jeff Bridges. He says, you know the game tag? Well, you're it. And he says, what do you mean? What do, what do you mean? <laughs> he says, you're the guy. There's no ifs and ands or buts. Whatever you do, that's what the guy does. And so you can sort of see that, you know, this Jeff Bridges is like 
you know, Jeff Bridges in the middle yeah. <laughs> role he plays. He's that yeah. sort of really yeah. sort of he's, relaxed. He's and the dude, man. He's the dude. He's the dude. <laughs> El Dudorino. <laughs> and so, yeah, he went on to make like King Kong and then Tron and then Starman and then Big Lebowski. And um, yeah, it's got all these hallmarks of Jeff. What do you think about that? I must admit up until the point where I'm not sure. I think it probably was Tron Legacy that actually drew my attention to him. Oh, Which yeah. is a bit odd. Like I never thought of him as a as a, as an actor. Yeah. Like he was just an actor that was in films. And then The Big Lebowski just, you know, that was a pretty phenomenal film yeah. and uh that's really what put him under my radar and uh yeah since then it's just sort of it's kind of hard to to not think of the big lebowski and jeff bridges as almost one and the same person yeah that's the thing hey it is like really he's earned that <laughs> episode yeah he really has well he does have a bit of a, a relaxed attitude about him yeah um that you get a sense for and you you do notice that in in some other things like he is more dude like in Tron Legacy than he is in in the original one I think. But there was that vibe, right? Did you did you pick up on that? Were you watching this in the original Tron? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because man, these these memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Okay, so. Like a, he's he's more of a, a stoner hacker than a than a um like he's he's more of a hacker that I would think of that would have the munchies than a hacker <laughs> with the glasses and uh, really geek ways about yeah. him. because that that's the more traditional version of the hacker that we have now. You know, every hacker has to wear glasses. Yeah, but he was this sort of you know this rebel. Yeah, that's mm. right, and. Yeah. Uh, the, the the thing well the thing was is that actually the favorite character that i used to have was actually tron and not uh flynn oh really yeah i, I thought tron was awesome oh well that brings me to my next question how has this movie touched you well it's touched me like bits saying yes 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 uh, <laughs> <Good old bit. laughs> no uh, no yeah so well um to, the thing that comes to my mind when i think of this film is lego um because i remember lying on the on the you know the the carpet watching this movie just putting together all of the pieces of lego that would create all of like the tanks and the those flying machines oh wow you built them oh yeah or just love trying to construct those things to make them as accurate to the movie as possible wow um particularly you know the pyramidal space paranoids those those demon flying things with the little yeah. stompers and yeah I, absolutely and i just remember you know i always try to create it so that you could pull the legs off and then put them into stomp mode. Oh, I see. They were you were making Transformers before Transformers. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I uh, just loved doing that, and because you know everything was constructed and deconstructed in the world, you could do that with all your Lego bits. So it was. It was really awesome. Oh, that's incredible. When did you first watch it? Uh, it probably would have been in the uh, uh, mid to late... Well, it would have been the late 80s. Yeah. Probably about 87 or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, would have been about seven or eight years old, I reckon. And do you have any memories of the actual viewing? Just a lot of uh, all of the light cycles and the, the fights, the gladiatorial games, as you mm. put it. Um, the video, them playing the video games. It was just, 
pretty iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, just amazing. Just those games, just the different types of games. You kind of almost wanted to play them yourself. Yeah. You wanted your own disc. You wanted your own Frisbee. <laughs> you know, you're desperate for that Frisbee that, that looked like that. Yeah, absolutely. Was this like the start of your love of games though? No. Uh, I, would, I would say that the love of games really, um, that would have come from Prince of Persia. Ah, Prince of Persia. Yeah. Was that your first game? That's, well, no, it wasn't. Um, I did like playing other games like Space Quest and King's Quest. But when I think of computer games and just my my addiction as it grew to it, it would have been Prince of Persia that really started. I thought off. you would have been way earlier. Did you have like a console? I think Prince of Persia was 90s. But yeah, you're right, actually. We did have the Atari. So, what was on that? Uh, Laser Blast, River ah. Raid. Um, I never had those. I had a ColecoVision. Yeah, that's right. And the first game I had was Venture from 1981. And um, it was a fantasy-themed arcade game. Oh. What? (laughs) Yeah. Like... It was really cool, man. You had like little rooms and like snakes and like serpents and dragons. You had to escape and you had like little arrows firing, little pixels. But oh my gosh. You know what? You are making me tell a lie because I I cite Prince of Persia as like a huge influence. But the more you talk about those games, the more hundreds of other games come pouring into my mind like Double Dragon and... Oh, yeah. There's some other one. Castle was the game or um what was that there was alley cat as well just oh, these wow. really old games on the atari no these were on pc black and white cga monitors oh yeah um, yeah yeah just i remember your brother watching him at school playing uh, like boulder dash and things like that on the library computer all oh, right <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah and um i would have been 10 or something so he would have been yeah not much older Mm. oh it's crazy but yeah this movie for me it's all about the light cycles my before notes um you know yeah cga computer games man i actually wrote that well, down in my notes yeah well the, th- the thing is is um that was one of the other pieces of uh background for this was that the game was actually the the movie was actually influenced from the game pong of all games oh, yeah right. pong yeah, was the influence the, for this film the tennis thing yeah so uh and, and when you think about it one of the games they actually do play is cl- very close to pong yeah yeah um that's the first one that with that, the discs yeah. oh no sorry with the light and the scoop yeah the scooping the scoopy yeah. loops yeah yeah oh nice but yeah so um yeah like just the speed of those light cycles as well do you like into that yeah yeah i was massively um, into that i really wanted to ride a bike well like a motorbike my dad was into bikes oh, right. but I, yeah. I was never ever allowed to touch anything like that. yeah no, I, ca- I can't imagine um, why but yeah this really fascinated the geek boy and me Mm. i love this stuff and like we had these electronics kits growing up and i love building that stuff you Mm. know just um and i found out you know later on my other friends had these kits as well did you have an electronics kit i had some stuff but i really didn't get into it as much as like the uh yeah i remember a little bit but not a lot 
Not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Greg Bad and Paul Down, they had them. <laughs> it was, ex- and I found out it's the exact same thing. I had. So, oh wow! Yeah, it's con- connection back to that time. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask you, yeah, like, because um, we watched. Remember when we watched this real life drone racing? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, like, speed in games. You're really good at like NS2 and you know that flying that flying alien and what was that called uh oh the lurk yeah the lurk like just the reaction times you need and like this reminds me of just like the progression because the light cycle it must have felt so fast seeing that back you know before you've seen anything oh, like yeah. that but then we sort of progressed to like Sonic the Hedgehog, that was fast. Need for Speed, maybe. Wipeout. And then, you know, NS2, that was so fast for me. <laughs> I could not <laughs> control it. So well, I just sort uh, of. But, I mean, before then, you had games like Quake. And I think it really started to go into the, the hyper sort of reaction time and movement and all of that stuff that you did have the flight simulators but i would say games like quake mm. where it was all three-dimensional and you had to have really good reaction times and when it became multiplayer and you were playing against other people you know it just went crazy stations with yeah, the, yeah. the reaction times and stuff so yeah, yeah. i mean i i did like to do a lot of that uh, play a lot of that stuff and yeah but my brother refused to play with me oh did he yeah I thought there was a period where you were in a clan, uh, we, Crimson Actually, Scythe. yeah, you're right. Gosh, do we have to talk about this? Like, you know, <laughs> no. this is, you, you're asking, you're asking me like, like a uh, question that you would ask an alcoholic. So, what was your favorite drink? What was, <laughs> what was it like when you drank your first? Scotch? You're reformed. You're reformed. Yeah, I'm a reformed gamer. I, I just don't play that stuff no, anymore. But no, yeah, I was heavily in, into that type of stuff and clans. Yeah. We played yeah. um, that was all about uh, Star Wars games. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, X uh, Wing and Type versus oh, Type that's Fire right. and stuff. And they were great games. Yeah, they were. But yeah, should we talk about the Mog and why it's called the Mog? Now that we're talking about games, do we want to keep the mystery? Because once they know the r- reality, it'll just be really banal. Okay, we'll, we'll leave it then. We'll leave it I wanted to. <laughs> so evil. Um, I wanted to actually bring up a YouTube. Can you bring up that YouTube link? Yeah. Because um, I didn't even realize how much I was influenced by Tron. I knew like the aesthetic, but I created this artwork in oh. art school and I, it's so Tron, man. <laughs> It's just like when I saw, when I rewatched Tron, it was like I was taken straight back into this artwork that I created. And these are just little renders in 2D, but um, it's of these light streams. And it's a artwork based about Sydney. And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Um, it's this unfolding sort of street system of Sydney. And I'm fascinated with cities. Um, so it's creating this work. Just about how our trajectories sort of, you know, they can or cannot cross sometimes in a city. And it's so Tron, right? Yeah. Well, when did <laughs> when did you do this? 2010. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, there it is. The light cycle. Uh, map <laughs> 1081. See it, right? Yeah. Oh, it's my awesome God. Dude. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> But I, so, but I mean that actually it's in my subconscious. Yeah, but I, I mean, in, like right at the end of the movie, you have almost that view where they have a 
a picture of the cityscape. Yeah, and it's so memorable and it must have mm. just stuck with me because in this artwork, I did create like a time lapse of the, of the you know, this, the cars and yeah the lights, trails and all of that stuff. So That's amazing, dude. I mean, yeah. it's, it's short, but pretty awesome. But it's just, I just wanted to say how it sort of embeds in you and like sticks with you. This the visuals of this film. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they are fairly, they were unique for their time. Mm. Um, and for, you know, for how old we were, definitely leave an impact. I, I must admit, when, we were watch, when I was watching this, a lot of the quotes that they say in this weren't necessarily like really strong quotes, but they, in the back of my mind, sometimes when certain things happen, I think those quotes. Yeah. Yeah, like greetings programs. And oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that is a big door was one of the was one of the things. Uh, really, remember <laughs> yeah. that one? Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I guess um, we should probably move on to Act One. Yeah, because we're have... really getting into the meat of this film. Absolutely. Did you have an alternate title? I did. Um, Act One was username Tron password password. <laughs> <laughs> because did you notice the password and this like the password that the guy gives for the master control program login i don't know it was master oh was yeah. really? oh my gosh <laughs> yeah That's very so original bland. yeah so so lame man so lame <laughs> but i just had meet kevin flynn steve jobs's blueprint <laughs> Because the first Mac was like 1984. This is 1982. And um, there's some parallels, I feel. So, so, so what would Dillinger be then? Oh. Would he be Bill Gates? Uh, he's way too well dressed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, um, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, possibly. No, no. He has to be well, more, like a, more like Tim Cook, I guess. Oh, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, my god, the fonts, it's so 80s and it's mm, so video game. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's strange because it's sort of creating video games that didn't really... Like a, a visual style to video games that I can't really imagine having existed before Tron. Yeah. Well, we were pretty young by that stage, 80, 82. Yeah, true. So, there might have been... Like, like the 2D, the light cycle game, it wouldn't have existed, I think, as a game. Did it? I'm not sure if it did exist beforehand. I think a lot of the times... It's called Snake. Yeah, I was thinking to play a snake. Yeah. Well, with regards, so so with the start of this movie, what did you think of the start when Tron comes through and it jumps straight into the movie? Yeah. Did you get like a like for me? It seemed really odd. Oh. Because like, there's no explanation for what's going on. Oh, okay. Like it goes straight into you know the world of the tank and all of this stuff where there's no explanation or justification for what's going on. No, there's- yeah, that's true. I guess because I have seen it, like I've, I know the world a little bit, and so. I've already been reintroduced previously by watching it before. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They don't tell you what's going on. They don't. On. Like, like, there's no explanation. Uh, you basically learn as you go along. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know. That feels different to me than a lot of other movies. That Do you think it works? I think so. Mm. Um, I guess it, it threw me a little at the start because 
I was so used to that world that when I was trying to look at it through the eyes of someone who hadn't seen it for the yeah, first time, true. and it just jumped straight into this world and this this disconnect between the real world and and the program world, and you're just trying to wrap your head around how it all works. Yeah, I feel like if this was done now. They would have had like one of those preface Star Wars rolling intros. It would have been one of those, you know, just like a wall of text explaining in yeah. the year, blah, 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 you know. Yeah, I wonder. And that would kill it. Yeah. Because cause the way they introduce it, you really feel the speed of those light cycles straight away. And mm-hmm. it gets you sort of, it sort of, yeah, brings you up to speed at that there's something at stake because um yeah one of the guys dies is that true Sark kills him um so what happens at the start oh hang on now i'm getting confused between the two did it does it start off with now i've now i've gone into brain fart mode mode uh <laughs> was it the like cycles it starts with or is it the tank that it starts with i think it's the light cycles isn't it yeah it that's is. what i had yeah yeah so um and it really brings back memories that desaturated look straight away yeah. um like the with the red and blue highlights mm. and you can really see influences in games like you know team fortress and like you say quake <laughs> yeah just that that look um yeah well um, yeah I, I would imagine there's a lot of influence from this and um mm. and i guess in a, in a way it's yeah that would have been influenced by the limitations that they had in the animations that they had to do as well. Yeah, and I didn't know about this when I was writing the notes, but yeah, absolutely. And they were hand painting it like 30, 30 frames deep sometimes, exposures, oh, wow. crazy stuff. Um, but like, yeah, so Zark did, Zark is the evil sort of villain and he did kill someone because he says brutal and needlessly sadistic. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thank you, master. Yeah. Um, but it's very high concept. I think Uh, at that point I realized it's programs (laughs) living things. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. The, the world and they use words like death. Like they use the mm. word de-res, but they also use the word death with regards yeah. to the program. So, you know, yeah. be careful about what you do when you're deleting a file, you know. Yeah, yeah. there's something dying inside your computer. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, now things are so sophisticated. The amount of programs you are murdering when you delete a file now, you know, oh, all these integrated programs that, um, you know, love and, and lust and uh, enjoy <laughs> life and... And then you just kill them because you're sick of them. <laughs> so true. But um, <laughs> now you have it to. Says, meanwhile- not only do you have to feel guilty about animals and insects, but computer programs and uh, what's happening on your MacBook at any given time. Well, I back up everything twice, so <laughs> I'm safe. I'm an IT oh, now system. Now let's admin. start talking about cloning, man. <laughs> <laughs> But it then says, meanwhile, in the real world, and it's Jeff. That is so, that is so tacky, isn't it? <laughs> meanwhile, in the real world. <laughs> so tacky. But I totally can't help but see the dude now. And he looks a bit like Harrison. I don't know. Yeah, like there a little is a young, little fresh face. Yeah. That- but I love that dialogue with Clue. It's so quick. And it says, you're dogged and relentless. Let me at him. That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, man. Um, and they've got uh, the recognizers. Yeah, those are the things that you built with Lego. 
um, oh, with the legs. So that, you know what? I, up until this very moment, I could not figure out what the name of them was. They only say it once, I think. <laughs> and I had to write it down. But it is sort of Star Wars. I can't quite place it. I've seen it in another game, maybe, like Sky Fox. Did you ever have that Nintendo game? No, I did. I've heard of it. I've seen a little bit of it, but I've never really yeah. played and engaged with it. It seemed pretty original to me. Yeah. I guess it, it has a pyramidal... Oh, you know what it also would feel like? Um, the movie The Black Hole. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. When was that film? I don't... I don't even I know. T- I couldn't tell you. But that's exactly what it is, I think. Mm. You definitely get that vibe. Oh, we have to add that to a mug list. Yeah, black hole, man. Don't get me started. Well, was one movie at a time. <laughs> yeah, one movie at a time. But at this point, the music comes in, and it's I don't know. I have my note here. It's a little bit disjointed, like strings all of a sudden, and then yeah, I know. You know, it was the synths for most of the start, and then I don't know. Yeah, it's like you say, it does create a reaction. I think that they really were trying to put the music in the real world as different from the music in the digital world. But I wasn't sure about the strings coming in, hey. The music, I did have a note about this. Like the music, I don't know, it feels very different. It, it does feel more like, a, almost like a serious film type music. Like a, not really a American or a Disney film. The music in this because like if you t- even if you take out the digital side the the you know the the synthy side and you just focus on the the strings music uh, which is a lot of it is that sort of um, subdued sound mm. um, it's not really like a a kids movie music yeah it is very a dramatic score. But yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. They're, they were trying really hard to make it unique and it was introducing synths, which were very new as well. Mm. Um, so it's hard to balance that, I guess. Music of the future, man. Music of the future, yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm just not, I'm just not up to speed, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> oh, and, and, and we should say uh, when that Let Me Adam is introduced, that's Clue. So that's the first version of clue yeah that's clue yeah so yeah I, um so yeah i didn't realize that was his name up until that yeah. point and then when you were talking about tron legacy i realized i only then realized the connection between the two yeah but do you say look jeff bridges uh he has the best girly scream of all time <laughs> like you know uh, like when he's about to hit something and he just does this really and, and he's really refined it to an art form in the big lebowski you know when like the he ch- they chuck the marmot yeah. Ch- yeah. <laughs> i'm singing the exact same thing so <laughs> Such good. A good squeal so good. um but yeah and then clue gets uh killed by the master control program yeah so yeah so in terms of plot what's happening is jeff bridges is trying to hack in and get this information that's hidden in the memory of the MCP. And you don't know what he is that he's hacking into and why he's doing it, but that's explained later. Um, And he is unsuccessful. He says, that was one of my best programs. Yeah. But also it's setting up the MCP being the, the, you know, the master villain by the torturing of Clue. Yeah, that's it. Torturing Um, scene. Yeah. And then that NCOM helicopter flies in looking so freaking cool yeah, with a red outline yeah. so 80s oh my gosh so drawing parallels too yeah and mr dillinger that office oh gosh yes <laughs> the keyboard controls and the table Man, really slick i love surface. the sound of when he types on that 
surface. Yeah. There's so the tactile sounds in this movie are actually really awesome. Well, that was that was the composer as well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So she did Wendy Carlos. Mm. Yeah, just that ta- that sound as he's typing on it. So good. It makes you want that desk. Yeah, hey? it does. <laughs> it does. And it's so like you know he's doing he's doing all the you know the Google Voice and all of that stuff, having a good old chin so future thinking. Yeah, and um, he's saying consumer electronics show. Once you've seen them, you've seen them all. Yeah, that's it. Um, and the MCP, there's a 68.71% chance you're right. So you see 3 po man. <laughs> That's true. Isn't it? It's just that sinister voice, though. Yeah. Um, and it's got to be British. And uh, yeah, that's it. It's, For a villain. Well, it has to be, absolutely. You can't have a you can't have an um... American villain. And I just love the login. You know, he's typing in the password master. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, it's just like the master control program is. First word is the password <laughs> into the master control program. It's just so bad, man. <laughs> so, so bad. Oh man, and that end of but line. But the cubicles. Thing is oh, end of yeah, line. End of so line iconic. Is that constant um, throughout the film. But then you just see all these cubicles, and it's like, yeah, you see the the humans are actually, you know. Yeah, I took that. To, I noted that too. Just so like they created a map background for all of those cubicles yeah but it gives that sense of scale and that sort of insignificance of the actual humans yeah and um i'm not sure if it's at this point or not but you do know that there is actually in alan's and that's when we're introduced to alan isn't it uh tron's user yeah and you see i'm not sure if it's at this point or at a later point but you see on the cubicle on the wall is Clato Barata Nicto. Oh, okay. What's that? Uh, so, Gort Clato Barata Nicto, which is actually a quote from the day the earth stood still. Oh. Uh, but where I got it from originally uh, was from Army of Darkness. Oh. You know, the Evil Dead 3. Yeah. You know, where he's trying to remember what the key phrases for the Necronomicon. Ah, oh, got you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that for ages. I forget yeah, all that. I only just saw it there and I, I thought, oh gosh, that's from Army of Darkness. But no, it's from the day the earth stood still, which is a lot more obscure. More obscure. <laughs> I don't know what the right word is for that. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bit of a useless... Um, What's the meaning? Sorry? I'm not sure. I, oh, I didn't get okay. like yeah I wasn't that far into the yeah. translation but yeah it's a oh. it's a well known phrase apparently oh I see I like Alan because he comes up to the boss and he says I don't even balance my checkbook I have an abacus at home for that it's <laughs> <laughs> got an abacus man yeah and he's creating, it's not even computerized that's it's it. such a <laughs> and he's creating his um his uh, security program called Tron Tron yeah. And uh, that um, raises a few eyebrows. Well, then you learn that the you know the MCP is appropriating um, programs yeah. from the outside through the cybernet. Yeah, that yeah, well, through through some means of which I have no idea. A series of tubes, I'd imagine. <laughs> but, but um they have a laser bay of course it's yeah. the 80s and there's got to be a laser <laughs> well before yeah well before we talk about that the, like the first thing that i saw when when it was when he started talking like that the mcp I was i just thought about you know the the beginnings of the discussion around ai and oh yeah and it's taking over of like because literally the mcp is starting to think about taking over the world essentially 
because yeah, he, that was a little bit later, right? It when is. He blackmails him. It is. So we can talk about it a bit later if you like. When when those no 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 pop no. Up. Oh, good oh, good. But um, yeah, so that's when I just really started to think about AI. Yeah, and uh, that those were really the first beginnings of that discussion around AI. And that totally went over my head. So I'm glad you told me about your thoughts. Well, so I can prepare I, it was my first some thoughts. thoughts of my own. Yeah, so like I, I only just started thinking about it when I saw it in Tron. Mm. I thought, wow, it, there, there was. Like those topics of conversation were introduced all the way back then. It is really interesting. Hey, and, 82. Yeah, and there's a debate between him and the old guy. This is going on a little bit later where he says, um, do, uh, user requests are what computers are for. And he counters doing our business is what computers are for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's your your first beginnings of the the divide and the the argument towards how sophisticated computers can get and and the idea of what computers should be for. Well, it is touching into that fear really that the director is talking about. People did fear these sort of things they didn't understand. Yeah. Um, what do you think about AI now? Um, well, I mean, it's a, it's an inevitability in, in a lot of ways. Um, there certainly seems to be a varying degree of difference of opinion about how far along we've come. There are some people who say we're literally around the corner from true AI, um, you know, conscious machines. And then there are others who are saying that it's not as sophisticated as everyone makes out because the sophistication is very targeted yeah where you have machine learning that is very good at identifying and analyzing information for a very specific purpose mm. you know and it, it is getting more sophisticated as the inputs go in but that doesn't necessarily equate to consciousness and self-awareness or of the level of decision making that we equate with ourselves as we have with with computers though there is a lot of decision-making now that is occurring in the world of artificial intelligence already. Yeah, really? Wow, I didn't know that. Well, My sort of first experience was with, was, with AI was a course I did in uni um, back in 2001. Oh, wow. And as part of that, we had to build an AI and it was machine learning. But um, I love music. So the program I created was based off this project that analyzed MIDI music. And like, you know, MIDI is just notes and like... It, went through all of these songs and then it started generating its own songs based on that. Oh, really? So it, it built neural networks um, based on what it had learned from the songs you provide it and then it creates its own. And that was really cool. That's like back then, awesome. 2001. Yeah, I was really fascinated by what, you know, the possibilities of that was and I haven't touched it since then because <laughs> <laughs> you go into work and it's not like that at all. Mm. It's not about like exploring possibilities. It's more just about... Installing Office. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, fascinating to know how things are progressing now, especially um, with decision-making. I didn't think about that. Well, I, I guess the thing is, is that uh, you don't know what decisions you are now not making is really the, the thing. When, like, if you think about it, when you're driving your car, mm. there are decisions that you make on the road. Yeah. Um, so if you have an automatic car, then there are decisions there that are being taken away from you. Well, that's absolutely what my point was going to be because depending, that was just music and that's harmless in some ways, but in other domains, like removing the human component is way more alarming because uh, there's that guy with the Tesla, drive self-driving car um 
he was just a user, but he was so confident in their system that he unfortunately crashed and killed and got killed. Mm. And so that's, yeah, yeah, they can go both ways, definitely. And uh, I'm sure that uh, from an IT perspective, there are people who would say, well, look, efficiency is pretty high. And then in the real world, there are the implications of that because there's yeah. that's a that's a testing error right there. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. But it's awful. But but um, the interesting thing is, is that we don't know how many decisions are given to us or taken away from us at any given time because the complexity of technology now is such that I guess you could argue it's created new types of decision making in terms of the the level of decision making that we would be at now yeah. but at the other side of it it's taking away a lot of decision making yeah with that comes how does that impact on our ability to be creative if certain things are just already done for us then there's no exploration of the concepts and ideas that were involved to actually create that process. Mm. Um, so if you were thinking about, you know, the idea that came up that would have originated with a, say a search engine like Google, the idea of the very idea of creating that search engine, now we take as something for granted. Yeah. And it's great to have these new concepts. At the same time, it's also great to go in with a completely blank slate and come up with an idea around an outcome that we just hadn't considered before. And, and to be honest, this is just the way the world works. So it's just an mm. inevitability that choice will be taken and new choices will be added. Yeah, um, It's just when you've got um, too much choice taken, when is it you're sacrificing actual freedom of choice? Yeah, wow, that's really interesting. So that's kind of, that's about as far as my thoughts go mm. in that regard. Did you have anything else that, like any other thoughts? Oh, no, nothing that deep, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, computers are bad and clay. Well, the relationship I was reminded when you were describing that was just the prominence of um, tablets in life drawing that I attend compared to traditional art mediums. Yeah, true. So even things like that, there is a tendency, but I've gone back to real paints because yeah. there is something about the tactile nature of it that you just can't get from from a tablet. Yeah. Well, I've been I've been dabbling in in both forms. So I've been doing some I guess artwork um, caricatures around a particular uh, character for uh, for for another um, podcast. Yeah, um, but you mix and, though. You have and a that's bit of it. Both. Yeah, I'm mixing the genres, so I'm using uh, pencil and pen yeah. to create the underlying artwork, and then looking to see if how much coloring or that type of stuff I can do through the digital realm. Yeah, because I just but part of that is also on my own limitations and time. Yeah, um, where I just you know I don't have the skills or experience in doing paints and all of that stuff. I always find though what's we're really going down a rabbit hole here, but um, that part of creation and choice and and exploring new ideas is also through the experience of making mistakes mm, yes so when you're doing an artwork and 
you make a dab here or something there that you weren't intending to do, it actually, that mistake influences you to be creative in a different way that you would, wouldn't have otherwise been. Yeah, you're absolutely learning from from the things that you do wrong. But um, in, in a way, digital really accelerates that because you can quickly undo. That's it. And then you can, but there's less consequence because the mistake you've learned is, isn't as painful as if you're painting with oils that were 30 bucks each <laughs> for like a little tube. That's right. Oh my God, I don't know. That nose is way <laughs> So there is a balance in all of it, yeah. but it's a really good point. So so I guess we probably should get so back, back to the, to the movie. movie. Um, there's lasers. <laughs> and um, Oh yeah, the lasers. That was so awesome. That's when we meet... The professor. I don't know his real name. Oh, I think we we should just refer to him as his true name. <laughs> but he's so eccentric. He goes, here goes nothing. Hi, here goes nothing. Here come from nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going into the thing and coming out as nothing. I'm, ah. I'm glad you remember that bit because <laughs> I couldn't I do that know. justice. No, but it's so eccentric. It's, uh, it's very cute. It, yeah, he's got this this real voice type. <laughs> and the the lights so cool like that blue orange sort of on the machinery but also the, all the scientists have glasses <laughs> did you notice that yeah oh the glasses on top of the glasses <laughs> do you mean like they've got their goggles and they've but got their glasses. glasses and i think maybe this is what started my obsession with glasses i used to i used oh. to fake eye tests <laughs> So I could wear glasses <laughs> in really? grade one. I was just said pretend that I couldn't see. But oh, they, wow. You know, there's redundancies in those tests. You bastard, because I really couldn't see. Oh, we should swap. <laughs> Actually, I didn't, know, I didn't know I needed glasses in, until I was in like grade 10. Oh, Something okay. Like yeah, yeah. I, I, I never realized that. I, I always couldn't understand why people weren't sitting up closer to the front oh, of the classroom. the blurriness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't read the board. <laughs> and then they'd use the red pen, and I couldn't read a damn thing. Oh, either. no. It was colorblind, too. It was pretty bad. Uh -huh. Oh, well, I'm not massively colorblind. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Red, red, green, colorblind. <clears throat> yeah so anyway let's move on uh <laughs> from my colorblind um so yeah so they deconstruct they sh they sh they're introducing the laser because we have to figure out a way of getting flynn into the the digital realm yeah so they deconstruct an orange and reconstruct it and it's very amazing and the introduction of teleportation during the 80s. I, I reckon that when I was that age, I probably believed that that was actually a real thing that was happening. Oh, yeah. Could have been. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, no. Uh, that's actually the interesting thing is oh, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. But um, in a lot of the ways, that's the way that they are describing uh, transportation is the digitization of real world information and then transportation of that information and then reconstruction. So interesting what's this sorry uh teleportation oh i see i see quantum teleportation oh, gotcha, gotcha. transformation of information ah, okay um uh, yeah because it's really interesting <laughs> uh, moving on this so um so basically the reconstruction blah 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 and then what happens next well we were introduced That's... to laura is it laura uh yes yeah. it is yeah. laura and you find out she's got a bit of background with Flynn. Let's go with the old boyfriend. Yeah. Old ex. Flynn had access to you too. I love how they use accessed. 
access <laughs> to describe the relationship. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Does she? What was it? Does she leave her stuff everywhere? No, I mean not very often. <laughs> but that conversation in the car while they get there, um, it was shot so well. They, it's lit by the taillights and the tr- by the truck in front, and they had just this red rim around the edges. It's really inventive because that sticks to this theme of this like. This really sort of neon light, and um, I thought that was so damn great because that's the real world, but there's calls to this digital world. Wow, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I'm glad that you pointed it out. And then you find out it's the home of space paranoids, Flynn's, and the yeah. arcade. Man, it looks so cool. <laughs> like, man, that arcade. There's people hanging out there. There are people. <laughs> there are attractive people of all ages. <laughs> A lot of women too. Uh, yeah, there are there are women. My voice broke. In fact, <laughs> I would that. say that there is only one fourteen-year-old there. And it's so, like like yeah. all like there's like one kid out of the whole place. It's so far removed there's from one the kid. reality of games. Yeah, right? and did I don't know if you noticed, but there was literally an old couple walking around in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's like of every age. <laughs> I don't know what the old couple was doing. I think they probably got a bit lost. And then it cuts to Jeff, and it's his reaction shots. He's playing the game, man. He looks so good. Yeah. With the scruffy hair, the blue eyes, double the tension. What a dreamboat, man! <laughs> yeah, man, good old <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. And he's got Quite the headphones around his neck. Oh god! Um, and then he's going, "It's all on the wrist, man. <laughs> it's all on the wrist, man." Oh my god! And it, it really doesn't look like uh, he finished the game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It looks like he was in the middle of a game oh, and he did it okay. and then he just walked away from the game. <laughs> There's no game over. But he's sweating, man. It was like yeah. an intense battle. Yeah, I know. And then the bedroom. Oh, wow. He's got like masks hanging on the walls and stuff. Did you see all that? <laughs> I missed some of it, but I did see that there was a bit of a there was a bit of a theme. And the jeans and sneakers and the black shirt. That was Steve Jobs, man. That's where I got that from. Mm. Well, they're really, they're, I mean, I guess there, there was a lot of the old ga- garage, people coming from the garage and making millions of dollars. You know, the Steve Jobs, the Bill Gates. Well, that all came after, you know, that was 84 when the first Macintosh came out. Wow. Um, So, this is 82. So, I think he sort of maybe was inspired by Tron. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, (laughs) maybe, maybe. Yeah, so, they have the chat and they find out why Flynn has been hacking in. And that's because he was the inventor of... Space Paranoids. Space Paranoids and uh, basically five games that Dillinger... Such a great name, Dillinger. Um, <laughs> Such a villain Ed name. Dillinger, yeah. He stole the games from him and uh, he got the job. He became a senior uh, executive. A senior. And Jeff really sells it. He's because, man, somewhere in these memories is the evidence, man. <laughs> He's so angry. It sells it, man. And even though you don't even know what's going on, yeah, he's so yeah. angry that it's just like you're on board. I reckon. I reckon that that these memories was an ad lib. <laughs> memories, yeah, true. Yeah. It's not memory. And is the evidence, man? And but she jumps on board. It's like. I can forge us a group level six access. Yeah, that's <laughs> so it. What's going that's on? It. Yeah, no, no one. Let's just forge accesses to things. <laughs> and then shall we dance? And she pulls up the keys. It's this really flimsy premise. I don't know, man. And that is the other thing. Shall we dance? That quote is another thing that I have in the back of my head when it's time to go and do something. Oh, really? Yeah, literally. There. 
like uh get up and it's like i go okay shall we dance oh, that's cute uh, i i still do that oh, to this day that's cute. so came from go. tron who knew came from tron <laughs> and then uh, the massive door line <laughs> yeah now that is a big door um and uh and he hacks into the big door and all of that. and i, no, I just love how there. like physical jeff is here he's like a pantomime he's sort of dancing around making faces yeah full of energy yeah and it cuts to dillinger having a conversation with uh, the old guy i'm just going to call him the old guy because that's really how i think about him <laughs> well he's dumont to me because in the film he's the gatekeeper yeah, later on he's, he's the gatekeeper yeah i still think he's the, the old, old guy. guy and then yeah the mcp saying how he broke into the pentagon and the kremlin um I can run things more efficiently. Yeah, I've gotten 2,415 times smarter since he was first created. Yeah. And um, he can run things 900 to 1,200 times better than any human. And he's blackmailing Dillinger at that point. So, mm. yeah, it's sort of setting it up there. I just had a note that the jacket <laughs> was very back to the future. <laughs> that- <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Flynn's yeah. jacket? Yeah, I saw that too. He's got the Nikes as well. Yeah, yeah. It was very Back to the Future, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's tiptoeing around. He's really exaggerated. Yeah, he's, he's hiding dancing. and playing with her. And yeah. It shows their and, relationship, and which is nice, I thought. Yeah, she's frustrated with him. <laughs> you can see why she dumped him. <laughs> End of line. Yeah. And, and, that's, um, and she takes him to the laser room to hack in yeah and there's a great line where he's starting to hack in and the mcp knows he's there and um he says sit right there relax and he and flynn starts hacking in and goes no stop i can't allow this and he goes how are you going to run the universe if you can't solve a few unsolvable problems <laughs> which, which i thought was a really great oh, line. that is good and at that point the mcp activates the laser on him and the effect of that freeze frame and him disappearing segment by segment that was really quite good hey yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's cool and yeah he gets deconstructed pulled in and you go on that sort of first person pov where you that's cinematic the, oh my yeah, gosh three, 3d realm really complex like there was so much stuff going on in there and that's when we get to what i consider to be act, act two. two yeah what did you have i had act two the dude in a foreign land <laughs> nice i just had a joke floppy disks are like jesus they died to become the icon of saving it's <laughs> <an> awful joke it's <laughs> oh, an awful joke <laughs> It really requires a lot of thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then here's this line, oh, man, this isn't happening. It only thinks it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, right. That was that great. Because you're thrusted in this world. It's cool. And um, that's when uh, MCP tells Sark about bringing in the user and the guy freaks out a little. But the tights. This is all about the tights from now on. Oh, my God. It's all about <laughs> the tights. You can see that they, you got the tights and they said, look, we can't just have tights. That's why they've all got these little aprons, skirt things to cover up certain areas. But uh, yeah, and you, you can definitely see who the bad guys and the good guys are because there's a definite color scheme. Oh, I just loved all that, man. Just that set design. So sparse. It's really iconic. It reminds me of so many games. Quake 2, Quake 3, Blood Dragon, mm. Far, Far Cry. Um, Zaxxon, this old collection vision game. So much influence. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And um, the discus and, thing. And uh, Tron Legacy too. Yeah, Tron Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was, bad. that was a really poor. 
four attempted human. And then Tron is introduced at this point. Yeah, and he fights for the users. And that's where the religious aspect of it starts to sort of really... You get these hints that there's an... It's it's like a, a religious debate. Yeah. That the, these, this interaction with the users. Yeah, that went over my head until you mentioned just before. Yeah, it was like where Tron, he fights for the users. Mm. And that this... What was it? Um, they renounced their superstitious, hysterical belief in the users. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's really deep. Uh, I, I love it how he goes. Um, uh, those who continue to hold the hysterical belief in the users will receive the standard substandard training. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I love the humor in this. So dry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just had a note on that. But it comes up later when Flynn sort of says there is no plan like he is the user and they're meeting his creator and he doesn't know yeah. the plan <laughs> i really like that idea yeah yeah where um and then later on in tron legacy flynn becomes a zen master <laughs> you know yeah. and he says to his son a really dude like line he goes sam you're really messing with my zen man <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be in uh, reference to the big Lebowski. it has to be yeah that's so good but doing less and, you know, non-action. So, it's all, yeah, it's all thought about, I think. Yeah, the, you're right. There is a lot of parallels in terms of... They, they continue with that religious parallel yeah. uh, between Trogon Legacy and, and the view of what he is. Like, he really is this um, seen as this creator. Yeah. They took it to the next thing, yeah. Mm. But um, then they sort of get into the games, which are really sort of talked about. But then you, when you see them, oh my gosh, this orange door lights up and it's just a complete black screen. And then you see the circles light up and you're thinking, oh my gosh, it sets it up so well. The sound effects are mm. like portal. Just reminded me of with the light, yeah. uh, glowing lights. Is this the, is this the, Pong the first game, game yeah. that gets put on? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was really cool. And they even introduced that the other character that he was against really early on in the like is one of the first. Oh, shots that the was film. him. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so to to sort of try to bring you into the world. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and it really okay. gets your imagination going when the floor disappears. You feel that danger. I don't know. You do, especially, and I think part of that is adding that level of danger to it by seeing him disappear and de-res yeah. as they call it. And there's a, yeah, so there's, that's sort of your first hints at this this world of the games. And well, it's it's not really a first hint, is it? Because you've already seen people get killed at the beginning. It was like a little teaser now that you mention it. Yeah, it was kind of... It was his first foray into this world mm. and his experience as, a, as an outsider. Yeah, but then he meets Tron... And um, my user wants me to go after the MCP. My user wants that too. And so uh, the next scene is the light cycle scene. And they, that's mm. just incredibly iconic. <laughs> I just love that so much. So Even good. after all this time, it's still so good, man. No, I, I can't agree more. Yeah. Um, so good. I always get it mixed in my head that the blue light cycles were actually the good guys, but they're not in this. The blue are actually the bad guys, but the good guys are in the yellow, yellow yeah. in the gold team, but they're blue. Yeah. And for my poor little brain, that just was too much. I always used to get confused. Oh, yeah, so it's understandable. But like when the the way they say blue leader, that was so Star Wars, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, and how um, they fly in formation. Um, well, not fly, ride in formation. 
Yeah. But that first person view when it's going left and right so, good. so rapidly yeah. uh, with yeah. the sound effects, gosh, it gives you that sense of speed. Yeah, it does. It does. It's really good, that that stuff. That scene is cut so well mm. considering, you know, it's the first foray into the... Um, CGI. Yeah. That's it, man. And they escape through a destroyed hole in the wall out into the digital world and the tanks come at this point. Uh, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have written all those tank programs and they all start to come alive. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And man, the music kicks in and it's it's utter dorkiness at, around these times with all of the the tension that's <laughs> rising in the action and you got this awful <laughs> really not a fan of the music at this no stage. that's why I, I these were my notes too <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything because you made an interesting comment before about how it draws a reaction so <laughs> <laughs> visceral <laughs> but i've seen so many games use these tanks you know the hover tanks it's mm. really like there's so much inspiration drawn from this one movie yeah and um yeah i really like the design of the tanks really futuristic um, it's a car chase scene, basically, <laughs> a digital yeah. car chase scene. And, That's true, isn't it? And one of the yeah, tanks yeah. gets knocked off by a fellow tank. <laughs> it's got a bit of comedy there. You only just made me aware of that then. Yeah, you're right. That's the typical <laughs> car chase trope, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it's cool how they deploy the bikes with a handlebar. Yeah. Uh, that, that was really nice. And uh, that's when they kind of take a bit of a break see where their goal is and they start to this is, i really want to know what you think about this uh pure power drinking <laughs> thing like I was, you... I was wondering i just have pure power sauce as my note i don't know uh, me too it's baffling <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly my, what i had my... is it alcohol is it <laughs> it's pure like, power it. and when you think about all this talk of users and then they're getting into this is what i need right now they, oh, do, so good. they love it man <laughs> they're really using it at that point in time <laughs> it's just like yeah but i just heard alan as this point is like a poor man's michael douglas <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> i can see like I, I you're right i can i but i wouldn't say a poor man's michael douglas <laughs> I would prefer Alan to Michael Douglas. And I just had a not-so-PC comment. Ram, he's so gay, man. <laughs> it's, it's really... Man, I, you know, I do make a comment later. Well, it's not They're far gonna later. They were going to kiss, man. Yeah. That was that was the Frodo and Sam scene. <laughs> yeah. Because <Yep. laughs> he's, he's just like, come here. <laughs> And then there's a really slow shot. It's yeah. like he, he leans in and the camera's pivoting around. It's going really slow. And because it's in black and white, you know, all of their lips being drawn out, it's like heavy makeup. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's like a, it is a bit like Frodo and Sam uh, <laughs> type thing. If Or you could look at it in the... <laughs> the the um the other the other way yeah uh yeah but i didn't so, think he was that strong of an actor unfortunately rammed yeah yeah well oh man even the name <laughs> <laughs> that he dies at that point he um, does he does and they have this broken ship that is sort of wobbling along he takes control of the yeah um, he brings it to life 
Yeah. With his powers as a user. Did I say rectifier? I don't think it's a rectifier. What is it called? You called it a... Recognizer. Um, re- <laughs> oh is it? Yeah, recognizer. No, rectifier. Space demon. Or think about rectums. <laughs> Goddamn Ram. Are you telling me that Ram died in a rectifier? <laughs> Poor Ram. Um, but yeah, Yuri we see at this point as well. Yeah, that's right. And and that relationship is, you know, the real world and is is being mirrored in the digital realm. I don't know what she is though. Yeah, no, they don't really give her much of a background. It's almost it's strange how she seems to be a, a main character at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something she's not as fleshed out as I think the other characters mm. are. But uh, so in the meantime, sorry, that was Tron. His his story is separate now from Jeff. Um, from yeah, Flynn. because they've been separated uh, because they got uh, shot by a tank. Yeah, but like at this point, Jeff's trying to reconnect with him, and he he finds Bit, who is a hilarious sort of um, yeah, I don't know comedic yeah. relief. It's like, what do you mean? Yes, is that all you can say? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's it. Ah, oh, good old bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty um, good no, driving, no, no, no. huh? Falls from the cliff. No, no. <laughs> Who asked <Yeah>. you? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, no. It. Um, I always. The the funny thing is about that that little thing bit. I always keep imagining in my mind that it's around for longer, but it really isn't. Yeah, it just comes in and out. It comes in yeah. at the beginning. And disappears and it comes in at this point and then disappears mm. again. And he he makes it to this town. Um, and it's actually what's city. going what's going on? Because like inoperative data pushes. I don't know what's going uh, on. And space prostitutes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. And like his G's comment on it is this town is full of live ones. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Pretty much describes it. Yeah. And then he um coward punches one of the guys and takes his colour. Yeah, that was kinda cool. He just punched him once and that was all he needed. Yeah. And uh moving along quickly, Tron and Yuri sort of slide down to meet up with the gatekeep the guardian, sorry, Dumont. Mm. Um so they can communicate with Alan, his user. And that poor guy in a suit, what was it, a couch or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that thing was, man. And 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 that uh, and they got that religious quotes in where he goes, um, all you shall not pass. All I could think of was, you know, like a really poor version of Gandalf going, I had that note shall too. not pass. His, his line was actually, you may pass. But I wrote, you yeah, shall yeah. not pass. Yeah, so. I wrote that too. I wrote that. Man, we're just mirroring each other yeah. in this one. <laughs> because and, so then he, and then he raises his hands and he goes, all that is visible must grow beyond itself and spread into the world of the invisible. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, well, I don't even know what that means. No, I'm not sure either. <laughs> It's it's escalating though because at this point he um he finally gets to transmit to Alan yeah his disc and get a message from him um yeah no I love the music at that point yeah where, you know that really the choral type stuff coming in and when he's talking to to Alan one you got this music oh yeah the true it I really nice. I actually did like that music like some of the soft softer music in this I actually don't mind yeah. 
And it's when you don't notice it that it is. You f- yeah, it's true. I didn't notice that, but I I remember it's really moving. Mm. Um, it's one of the it's on the film cover, you know, on the poster. Yeah, him holding up the disc. That is sort of that iconic scene, isn't it? And, uh, and he gets his directions from Alan, and then uh, yeah, we have uh, what I would consider to be the start of Act Three. Yeah, what did you have? It, it was really really insightful. It was end of line. End of line. Yeah. I had, Fairly obvious. Well, well uh, hey, man, let's do it. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling, man. Walter. Walter. <laughs> <laughs> but Alan, yeah, he gets the discs. Alan, when yeah, saying he that. The, he gets the plan. It's so Star Wars, man. <laughs> you know, when they yeah, show they the have hologram. a plan scene. It, yeah. They literally, the, yeah, the, the, this is the plan. This is what you have to do. You have to get it through the hole. I and, love that stuff. Yeah. I'm such a sucker for that stuff. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a good lead up to to anything, really, isn't it? You even have it in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, the heist. Yeah, you know, anything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and they grab that solar sailing simulation to the central computer. Yeah, but I just love. I made a comment here a note that just i love how the edges of stuff light up like the elevator it's just the edge you see mm. that reminded me of laser force and used to love that place yeah hey. that was awesome that's true it was very much like it was that. very tron i just remember that was my first time i went to it and yeah it was well it's it's certainly um it certainly allowed me to use my imagination in a in a very real um world sense yeah, but it reminded me of the games, you know, like the way they they sort of run it. It's like a, they have the tallies and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's it. And you get yeah, the call right. signs. Yeah, the only difference was is at the end of the game, everyone was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ram. Yeah. Poor Ram. Yeah, yeah. There was no one called Ram when I was playing, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, at this point, they're chased by that big ship and it's so Star Wars how they had that close shot showing the scale of it. Mm. But I was also reminded of, because um, recently I watched 2001 Space Odyssey, which was 68. And that sort of puts things in perspective. They were doing the same sort of thing, show, using these really sort of close shots to the ship to give this sense of scale. Wow, 68. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's Kubrick and um, mm. that sort of influenced this, I think. So Yeah, wow. That that that's true. That 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 view is a is um yeah, it's all about scale, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And um that I just had like that desaturated skin tone. It reminded me of like black and white movies, but then I later read that. Yeah, it was shot in black and white. <laughs> 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 and uh, and that's when he kind of explains that he's a user. Yeah, Flynn is a user. He 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 is a user. He uses and he uses. <laughs> <laughs> when I well, like the the term user is such a more modern context now. Yeah. That when I was watching this film and they were talking about users all the time, I was thinking about something else. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that sweet pure power, <laughs> that liquid power. That's it. Um, but yeah, everything's according to a plan, right? You wish. 
You just keep doing what it looks like you're supposed to be doing, no matter how crazy it seems. You know, man, you just keep <laughs> doing what you're supposed to be doing, man. Yeah, that was great. And the grid bugs here look a bit cartoony. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that must have been an animation that was done. Yeah. And it was just completely cut out of the film. And they said, well, we've done all this work. <laughs> Could we do like a just talk over it or something like that? Just... Uh, yeah yeah, i guess so we don't we have spent like probably a lot of money building that one animation yeah and flynn creates the other junction at this point junction that's right and elementary physics (laughs) and it's like hooray for our side he's delirious after it yeah are we there yet mommy (laughs) he's got these cool lines and that's when the mc the the big ship crashes into their little thing and um tron apparently dies there's a lot of false deaths in this have you yeah like, i was actually really sad then... at that point because i didn't remember what happened to tron and i thought oh, oh he died he just died oh, yeah no. but then no he didn't <laughs> he's hanging on the outside <laughs> that was only reserved for, for you know the plebs <laughs> Anything that had to do with finance, a finance program was killed in this. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He, RAM was an actuarial program, I believe, and um, which was insurance. And uh, and the other guy that died was like a banking program. Yeah. Or oh, poor guy. But then we see the MCP's face for the first time. And I remember that from my early childhood. That is yeah. so scary, hey? It is a scary, creepy face, isn't it? Mm. Like, um, I don't know whether to find it laughable now or not. It oh, is, really? Yeah, it is kind of funny, but at the same time, it is very creepy. I still get scared by it because yeah. he's sort of looking down the way villains do. You know, you're looking up at him. He's got mm, this sort of menacing. True. Yeah, very Sauron-esque. Yes. If, if Sauron ah. was doing ballet... Yeah, yeah, spinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Sauron, yeah. Hmm. The, the overarching look. Um, yeah, and that's when the fight with the bad guy, Tron and Sark. Yeah. Sark. So the the fight of the uh, four letter bad guy and good guy. So. But um, um, when the disc breaks. Um, Oh, and his brains come out. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That was the leaking brains. Yeah, I didn't notice that ever before. Wow. And he collapses on the ground. You just see this mush come out of his head. Oh, wow. You look a bit closer and it's like cogs and wheels, but it yeah. does look at a distance like his brains came out of his head. No, it's really graphic. But he comes back quickly like his giant sock, so it's not yeah. so bad. But I always like that fight scene. Uh, it's very short, though. I never realized how short it was, but it is... But I did like, like you know, the whole fl- throwing of the discs and defending and attacking with it. it yeah. Really seemed like a kind of cool art form. Choreography uh, was good, yeah. Mm. You know those hockey, those hockey tights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he comes back uh, um, as Big Sark. Giant shark, suck. <laughs> Sorry, um, but I just had later on Flynn kissing Yuri at this point. Yeah, and that would have been the first kiss a program had ever ever received. Yeah. So, so I have a serious question for you. Do you think that programs have sex? <laughs> Why do you ask? Well, well, all right, they kiss. So surely, yeah. 
kissing leads to other things. And, oh, you know, true. Maybe that is the emergence of neural networks in computers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what is it? Machine learning. Machine learning is the growth of programs. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only thinking of this now. So, hmm. But Alan, you know, Tron. <laughs> nah, he's not getting nothing. He's way too serious. <laughs> yeah, he's a very serious guy. He does. He does, When she does kiss him, he's he's quite surprised. Oh yeah, right goes, at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Dude, that's nice. But at this point, you know, he defeats the MCP by yeah. jumping in, and that's it. Yeah, Flynn, Flynn kisses Yuri, jumps in, and uh, that opens up the passage for oh, um, Tron to throw his his frisbee. And all the towers are lighting up and, oh, my gosh, it's epic yeah, ending. Yeah. It explodes. Yeah. The old guy. Did you notice the old guy that was, you know, the old MCP? Did you see he was actually typing on a typewriter? Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love how he's still the old guy. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I think it was supposed to be a different old guy. But oh. I must admit, I did get confused. Oh. Um, but I think it's, it's supposed to have been originally a chess program. So, that's interesting. Um, yeah yeah dr walter gibbs is dumont good old dr walter 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 (laughs) great name walt walt disney (laughs) but um yeah and it's got that real wizard of oz theme there i just found i don't know which are the the music at the end where i don't know just the whole thing like it's meeting the wizard and like you know defeating this thing and we're all going back to the real world. Yeah, you know? that's it. That's it. Yeah. He makes it back and yeah. uh, comes back together and he gets his evidence and the MCP is destroyed and Dillage uh, goes into his office. And Oh, wait. Before that, we actually mm. reverse the intro of that scene. <laughs> so, they saved on money there. It's like, you know, when he dives in. Oh, it's literally. Is, is it literally the reverse? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> they saved a lot of money by doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's a good idea. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so he gets out, gets reconstructed. But um yeah, and they find out like it's on those dot matrix printers. You remember those yeah. with the hole punches? Yeah, side? what oh. is it with the hole punches? <laughs> and original program by K Flynn, so he's you know, he's one. Yeah, he's got his evidence. From the, memories, from the memories, man. Yeah, from the memories. From the memories. Yeah, and uh, and, and then, then Flynn comes in a helicopter. See, yep, comes in on a helicopter, and the guy says, um, "Here comes the boss." And he and skips out of this helicopter yeah. scene. It's so scary. <laughs> it's like, Greetings, programs. Yeah, but he skips, and there's like a live blade. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, you could really, you could really feel the helicopter when it rode in because of yeah. you know the hair going everywhere and all of that. <laughs> so yeah, and that's when they cut to the uh, the cityscape. Yeah, the time lapse and of the cars get... and the light trails. So cool. Did you yeah. listen any further into it? Like, did you listen to the music after that? And let the oh, the run? 90s. Yeah, yeah. The 90s theme. I didn't, My journey. I didn't hear that. I didn't get that far into it. Oh, no. There's a whole rock song by Journey called the 1990s theme. Because this is in the 80s. <laughs> the 90s is the future back then. <laughs> it's not a, like a 90s theme with grunge or whatever. It's like a Journey song. <laughs> so oh, it's still 80s, but right. about the 90s. Oh, God. It's great. Is it good? 
<laughs> I love the journey. <laughs> so 80s. Well, the only thing I heard, like, after the credits um, was the organ music. Yeah. There was literally was... this, like, really intense organ music. Yeah, that was, that was good old um, Wendy. Yeah, Wendy, <laughs> Wendy, Wendy kicking it in overdrive. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize that Dillinger was Sark <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> Because he looks so different. He looks, I don't know, in the tights. <laughs> yeah. Just thrown. Well, it's his, he- his head's different as well. And he's actually yeah. someone who's more active than yeah. the old guy appears. So, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh, so how did this raid on your nostalgia meter? Well, I had a bit of a think about this because I do. it, it has had a huge impact on me from childhood. But at the same time, I was a bit tired it, I, I was a bit tired by the end of this. So it, not as high as some of the other movies. I'd give it an eight. Ah, uh, okay. It's, it's high, but I think it loses a bit for time. It's not as awesome as some other films, but it is very high in nostalgia. Yeah, wow. I think I've read somewhere that it was Oliver's retrospectives. He does these sort of mogs <laughs> pretty much. Right. But he said there's not much emotional connection to the characters. Yeah. And... Yeah, that kind of, that's the weak point. But for me, it's like still pretty high up there. And I didn't realize how much it influenced me because, you know, I made that artwork and it's so Tron, man. It's the world that really has the resonance, isn't it? Yeah. The incredible look of this futuristic film, you know, it holds up even now, I think. Well, for for me, it really is an iconic movie and the, the visuals and the sounds really take me back and... All I really do want to do is grab some Lego and try to recreate the paranoids in the tanks and the what were they called the the constructors rectifiers rectifiers. I also just want to watch Tron Legacy again, even though I know it wasn't amazing. I mean, it still had the dude and Daft Punk, so it's a great two for so. Yeah. And all I must say, but yeah, I was a little tired at the end by the end of the film. Yeah, it's good that it took you back though. It's nice to hear. Like mm. you wanted to get back into the Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Revisit that imagination. I think that's what is about Tron. It sparks everything about, you know, this digital computer world and just this new frontier of still exciting stuff I find. I still find it very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And I re- yeah, like you say, I re- recently watched Tron Legacy and I I thought it was quite good, man. Hmm. Like this, the, the lead actor, Garrett Hedlund, he sort of comes off as a little wooden to begin with, but he comes good in the end. Yeah. And it's sort of epic in the way it sort of mirrors Tron. It doesn't recreate it, but it's like they recreate that scene where he's got the disc in the air and, you know, the girl is off, you know, helping him and... It reminded me of these classical sort of Greek poses, these Athenian sort of athletes. Mm. Um, and that's true of Tron as well, I think. Yeah. Like the whole games thing. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I, I mean, I think for me, I, I really, I think I was at a bit of, um, I wanted to enjoy Tron Legacy more than I did. And I think I didn't enjoy it as much as because it felt like there are some real plot holes in it. Yeah. Like there, there were some parts of it that um, weren't great for me or, or needed to be further expanded or explained. Yeah. But there are other parts of it that were awesome. You know, the music in it was great and, oh my gosh, and some of the visuals were great and it was cool seeing Jeff Bridges and this sort of history from Tron to, to this thing now. And so there was a lot I liked about it too. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, that's um, cool. Did you have any other final thoughts? I'm glad that uh, you know we settled on watching this one though, because um, I had to force myself to watch it because it's one of those things on the surface is just like, oh, I don't know if I really want to watch it, but I will. And and I got a lot out of it. You know, it did take me back a lot. So um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it again, even though I was sort of tired by the end of it. But um, yeah, yeah, it was it was really good to watch. Oh yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, man. <laughs> He really makes this film. Eh? Yeah, 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 and it'll give us an opportunity to try to do the dude's voice as much as possible. But thanks, man. Thanks for once again coming on the journey with me on on another film. So uh, no, thank you. So do we have anything next at the moment? Yes, it's one of mine. It's Inner Space from 1987. Oh, really? Inner yeah. Space. Oh, man. Have you seen Ma- it? I have. Martin yeah. Short. Martin right? Short oh, and Meg God. Ryan. Oh Had really? A big crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> but Martin Short. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, we we will discuss it then, huh? All right. <laughs> Let's All right, go bowling, man. man. Let's go bowling, man. <laughs> <laughs> End of line, dudes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. The do the bites. Do the bites. <laughs>